The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble. You're listening to Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from Fantastic Forum Studios, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, shout out to our intrepid senior reporter, Oz. He's, he's not here today, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, it happens sometimes. So we'll get, we'll, we'll get him next time. I, maybe, look, right, right now, uh, the, 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 the Fantastic Forum feline Boston is trying to hop into my lap. So who knows? Maybe, maybe Boston will sit in for Oz this week because, look, there he is in the background. You might have saw him. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking to you all about Star Wars, The Bad Batch, the latest Disney Plus series. We're also going to be talking to you all about the Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunter Alpha, which is the first part of that Star Wars comic book crossover. And <laughs> We'll also be talking to you all about the uh, comic published by Heavy Metal called Fish Kill. So we got all that, plus, of course, some news and whatever else it is you all want to talk about. I tell you, man, this this guy was hanging out, was chilling, was fine. I started talking, and he's like, oh, we got a show? Oh. There's toys back there? <laughs> right, yeah, I know, right? Like, like it's like, dude, like I, he's never climbed up over that way. He's just trying to get on camera. He's like literally like the dude in the background when you're doing the news report. Yeah. And it's like, my guy, like, you know, we went live and all of a sudden you became active. I love those. I love seeing those. Like I go online just looking at those. I love that. And I it's almost worth half a million people dying just to get oh jeez, man. <laughs> I tell you. Anyway. Post. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, if you want to get that fantastic forum, we're going to tell you how to do it. Here's how. <laughs> want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Indeed. Thank you, intern. For your stalwart work. Was she too loud or too low for you guys? She, uh, she was right for me. Yeah, she okay. sounded great to me as well. Okay, for I'm me, she was in a non-sexual way. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, you have to have that because Larry got, ruined it for everybody. What? I didn't touch yeah. the intern. 
that's the problem. Oh, that threat. Oh. You're using your control. No, I'm sorry. That's the problem with harassment. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, curious and unsexual stuff. The Tiger Clan chat. <laughs> What's up, Fantastic Forum? What are your thoughts on the Snake Eyes GI Joe Origins teaser trailer? Looks like they are setting up a G.I. Joe cinematic universe. Larry Hama is an executive producer on it. G.I. Joe cinematic universe. So that would that would mean that we're getting individual G.I. Joe movies along with collective G.I. Joe movies? Is that what that's what that would be? Like the next joint will be Flint? As long as they stop killing off characters, then I'm fine. Well, who I really did they kill? Trailer. They killed off uh, Magic Mike so that The Rock could be the leader. Oh. Instead of just doing a movie with The Rock, they killed off Magic Mike. And it's like, you didn't have to do that. It's G.I. Joe. Like. I- there are hundreds of characters. You can take any squad you want and, you know, do your thing. There's no need to kill people off. This, this is how you know Joe's fake man, because he doesn't know the name of that character. He doesn't know what Channing... He doesn't even know Channing Tatum's name, let alone the character that he's supposedly bad about got not, killed off. It's not like an angry man. It's just... It's unnecessary. It's it just felt really unnecessary, and He's like a- the decision to not say "Yo, Joe." It just I feel, I feel you on that. It's just it's not. You know, I I like GI Joe. Like I'm mm-hmm. definitely not as into it as even I want to be. Like I've been meaning to <laughs> got to um, work harder to be more into GI Joe, Joe. Right, I, I do. Like I, I honestly feel that. Like every time my cosmetology, I'm like, man, I should go get all those IDW GI Joes and like just binge. But there's always never enough time or money or it's just it's just yeah. Look, Mo, I feel like we cut you off. I apologize, friend. Go for it. No, no, it, it was just I was saying that it was wasn't Channing Tatum Duke with which heck goes on the same. I, Joe, Joe, I can see Joe's like anger not being a an angry, angry. It's more like a simmer instead of an explosion, and it's more of like an annoyance. Like, why did they need to kill him off just to have the Rocker movie? Like, exactly what he said. It's like having a shared universe of GI Joe, which is like calling even even calling it a shared universe is too much. Because really, you could just do movies with different squads, and it's just like the cartoons do. You know. Hmm. I do know, and, and but at the same time, how do we know that Channing Tatum wasn't feeling a way about The Rock being brought in? Maybe he's like, "Hey, if The Rock's in, I'm out," and they're like, "Leave him out." Like, yeah, no need to. No. There's no need to do anything with the character. Look, and if you, the thing is, here's the thing: if you cut him out and he's out, then it's like, okay, then you can still have Duke later on and have somebody else do it. No, but see, this this is crazy talk. Like, you can't mess around and have Duke as a character in a G.I. Joe movie universe, and he's just 
not around. Like Duke is one of the main Joes. Like Duke, if there's a Duke, then the question is, where's Duke? And if yeah. Duke's not there, Duke, like there's no reason. If they're fighting Look, Cobra, Duke should be there unless something happened to Duke. Look, it could and, be, and that's why it's like something have to happen to Duke. It could be like one of those Star Trek movies. It's like Star GI Joe Four: The Hunt for Duke, and you don't get him. It's like ah, and you don't get him. The Klingon, I mean, the Cobra are like, <laughs> we fooled you. He's not even here. Like at the climax, he's gone. They open the cell and he's gone. It'll be like a Star type twist. Look, I own all seven seasons of the G.I. Joe cartoon. There are plenty of episodes with no Duke. Well, come on, man. There are plenty of episodes with no Duke over seven seasons, but are there more episodes with Duke or more episodes without Duke? Be honest. How many episodes? Like, Not how many, but are there more Duke? Are there more episodes with Duke or more without Duke? Here's the thing. I've actually been meaning to take a tally. Oh, come Joe. You have to take no tally. You <laughs> watch the show. You watch the show like I watch the show. He's been, trying many... to, he's been trying to take a tally since the first G.I. Joe movie came out. Coming back. No, it's it's not that like I don't remember when I had an idea for a project um that I wanted to do that involved knowing who was in what episode of G.I. Joe. And I haven't gotten around to doing that project yet, but I am going to be re-watching and making a tally of what character was in what episode, who got kidnapped, uh, who was a rescuer. Like, it's for a project that I'm kind of planning. Like, it might not pull through. Like, I still haven't even done the tally but the tally is the first part of that. But there, like, look, there, that has to say what? We could do the tally right now. Just Google how many episodes. Oh well, no, who who wasn't what? Yeah, it's gonna take a little more. I mean, yeah, but I'm like, I'm. I, look, there's there has to be a GI Joe fan that's already done this. Like GI Joe's popular enough that some I I know that obviously, if nothing else, you have like a, a like. I understand, like the wiki is a different thing because you're almost talking about like a spreadsheetish, like, like almost like an infographic <laughs> for right. like GI Joe, right? And and I get that. I'm not saying the infographic exists, but I know like the like if I'm sure Mo's probably right. Like if you if you if you Google how many episodes is Duke in, I bet you a number comes up, <laughs> and and you can just take that number. And subtract it from the total number of episodes, and then we know exactly if there were more Duke episodes or not. But I don't need to do that because Duke, it's Duke. Come on, man. Like, I don't, why are we playing? You like, why are we playing like Duke is not the important one? He's the one they tried to kill in the movie. Dude, there are so many episodes of G.I. Joe that you don't remember because you weren't a G.I. Joe head like that, that you've forgotten. It's like, okay, yeah, Duke is important, but especially in the later seasons, mm-hmm. they just wanted to focus on selling some of the other toys. So you right. got a lot of episodes that didn't have Duke. Like, there actually might be a whole season that where Duke doesn't show up. 
No, I, I believe that. Like, especially if you're talking about the end, it would not surprise me if season six and season seven is Duke light because they're like, dude, we sell enough Duke toys. Let's sell some Sergeant Slaughter toys or let's sell some, you know, ninja more. Well, not the ninjas because the ninjas are popular too, but I get it. But what I'm saying is, well, Duke at least wasn't popular. Okay. But I'm saying at least four of those seven seasons are Duke heavy. And if four of those seven seasons are Duke heavy, that means he was in more episodes than he wasn't in, probably. Look, 60%. I know he was a gladiator in the Cobra Arena, like twice. <laughs> twice? <laughs> twice? They had the Cobra Arena twice? They had the Cobra Arena a few times. Oh, jeez, man. Listen, Duke is the king of the Cobra. He He's the friggin' Maximus of Cobra Arena. He's like, are you not entertained? Yo, Joe! <laughs> but back to the original question. What did you guys think of the trailer? The teaser? I have not seen it. Oh. It was right. I'm not a G.I. Joe head like that, apparently. I didn't watch it. It's Snake Eyes. Because Joe's not a G.I. Joe head like that either. Despite his, like, his, it's like his being Bumblebee besmirching fan. my name. Right. Being a Snake Eyes fan is almost like being a Bumblebee fan. It's like... You guys don't know. No, nah, that's that's not true. That's wrong. Be, being a Snake Eyes fan is like being a Wolverine fan. It's like okay. it's not. It's not like a Bumblebee fan is like. Are you're you like, okay. Oh, that's not right, Mo. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. No, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like a Bumblebee fan. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that uh, you're less of a Transformers fan because I don't believe that. Oh, but but so that, but, but what I will say is I know that you're like you're a new Transformers fan, like you know, like you know what I'm saying, like it's like okay, like you you've been a Transformers fan since the 2000s, which is okay. That's look, I'm not saying look, and here's the thing, it's different. Like if you're born in '99, of course you're a Transformers fan of the 2000s, right? It's like you weren't alive, <laughs> but there's some cats that like. Our, our age or whatever, or my age, that are like, oh, yeah, man, that Bumblebee. And it's like, mm, you don't have no excuses, man. You were there. You could have liked Transformers, like, for real, but you chose to be one of those fans. <laughs> Tiger Clan chat says the movie will have Snake Eyes talk. So, fuck this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's an origin, like a prequel. Right. Yeah, but yeah, It's bullshit. Snake Eyes used to talk. Right, and then he stopped. We've never seen him talk, and in a lot of iterations, he loses his voice as a child. Mm, I'll give you that. I think you're right. A kid when he uh, normally it's like an accident, a training accident where the sword gets his throat, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, yeah, fuck this movie. Especially, well, yeah. especially when I actually just watched the movie with the silent protagonist and it was so much fun and so crazy, so awesome. It's Willie's Wonderland where Nick Cage is the silent protagonist in a movie where he goes into a Five Nights at Freddy's type oh. joint Oh, animatronics try to kill him. Oh. Why did 
why haven't you put the trailer in our pre-production text? Like, I would love to see this. I, I will, you know, I don't know why I didn't do it, but I, I just watched it and I was planning to do a, a video on it, but I've heard people have been getting like struck for real uh, showing footage. And so I would need to find a way to work around that. Um, I, I well, feel like I, I, need, I need to watch that too. Send me or the footage. We could interlace it and make it into like a slideshow, but like a fast, like, you know, 13 frames per second. You know what I mean? Okay. And we could try that. But yeah, it's great. Like, he doesn't say a word. Like, he does grunt and like scream, like when he's fighting. But like, the closest thing he comes to a word is like a, like a, ah. Like when he's that, playing pinball, that's the best. That's the best impression of Nick Cage. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it's so good, and yeah, like so you could do a movie with the silent protagonist. I, I agree with you, and I just want to say that the idea of Nick Fate, Nick Nick Cage, Nick Cage primarily doing face acting, yeah. It, 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 it's like I feel like it's a cult classic already. Oh, dude, I can't wait. I want to. I want to see it. I hope I can handle it. Look, we're gonna have to videotape you watching. That's fair. We should just all watch it together. Okay. All right. Yeah. But we'll be the silent characters. Larry just does the play-by-play of his terrifying. <laughs> like. Uh... <laughs> No, speaking of getting hit with the copyright thing. Well, look, let me finish by saying that I enjoyed the teaser for Snake Eyes. It okay. looked I, I thought it was a Marvel movie. Like I mm. thought it was Chi. Like that's how good the trailer looked in quality. And um then I realized it wasn't Shang Chi. I'm like, oh I'm glad. Like somebody else is doing good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I thought it's not Chi teaser. Like I don't know. I heard Shang Chi like is cancelled already. I mean, listen, aren't, aren't we all? <laughs> what? The other guy. Oh, yeah, that's the other guy I'm thinking of. No, but, yeah, like people get canceled all the time. That's not even news anymore. Like, you could do anything and get canceled. But look, you just have to be famous. That's why we haven't been canceled. Right. Well, I, got, I got canceled. Right. But I'm back. But I'm back. As soon as you get famous. <laughs> People are gonna go through our old shit, and I'm immediately gonna be canceled. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think the pe- the cancel culture people are too lazy to go through our shit. Like, <laughs> I guess it depends on how big we get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. New shit. Um, I, I did get away with the uh, avoiding a, a strike. For our video, Hereditary, which is Larry forced to watch, forced to watch Hereditary trailer, uh, and uh, all I did was change the color. Like I just saturated saturated the blues more, like one stop. And does A twenty four strike people? I don't know. I, I figured they would because I mean I I played the whole trailer and the audio from the trailer wasn't the audio that you hear of the movie in there. It's actually the audio from Larry's phone that you hear. Uh, so maybe that had something to do with it. But we can figure something out. 
Yeah, I figured they would be cool with people talking about their stuff. Like, it's not also small studio, but yeah, they've got that indie spirit, and they put, <laughs> they put good stuff too. So they want people to talk about it. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, All right. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what were you say? No, nah, I was gonna kiss a twenty-four's ass a little, but yeah. you could. It, no, it, it was really pretentious. I'm sorry. Their, their last movie was actually really pretentious. Which one? The dinner party or something? No, the one uh, in the Earth. In the Earth, oh, I never heard of it. Oh yeah, it was in theaters recently. Like I think it just left theaters like two what? weeks ago. What is it about? Uh, this guy goes camping to look for his ex, and he stumbles across uh, his uh, like a guy who's like trying to communicate with the trees and then he meets his wife and she's also trying to communicate with the trees and <laughs> the trees like talk back and it, it's like a lot of strobe light effects and it's like hard to look at because of all the strobes and the guy gets his like part of his foot cut off eventually but it's like it's okay. Like you can feel the pretension in the movie, but I will admit it has like one of the funniest lines where one of the characters asked to be taken to a hospital is like in context, it's really, really funny. Oh, but you're not gonna tell us so you don't spoil it. Uh well, okay, I could tell it. Plus you'll probably like this part so basically the guy was walking barefoot and his foot got infected and so they run into this guy and he's like well you know we're gonna have to like chop off the foot and he's like no no just just take me to a hospital and he's like no i can't do that like there's no time i'm just gonna chop it off and he's like no no just take it like just take me to a hospital like he's like begging him and he's like, no. And he just starts chopping his foot off with the axe. And then later, that guy gets like shot with like an arrow. And he's like, hey, you guys, you guys need to take me to a hospital. <laughs> and then they kill him. And then they kill him? Well, he's just chopping people's foots off, man. He's a bad guy. I mean, I why love he it. Got shot this with arrow in the first place. I'm so mad that you said foots. <laughs> I'm so mad at you for that. It's okay. It felt right though. I like I can't be mad that that you said it because it sounded right, but I know it's wrong. <laughs> I know it's wrong. All right. Okay. Let let's uh go ahead and and get started cuz we got a lot of show to get through today. Um what do you all feel like starting with? You want to do uh, let's do yeah, fish kill first. You want to do fish kill first? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, fish kill. Um, this is oh. part of a mode. Oh wait, we. Oh, you're not gonna do music? Oh yeah, I guess I could do that. I yeah, put you back. should do music, man. We got the music. All right, where is this music? <laughs> vamp, vamp, vamp. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, wait, do do that face again, bro. Do that face again. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that's like, mo- that, but, like I'm using the porn laptop to do the show, and it's so big that if I put it the screen up, it. <laughs> so it's uh, it, it, I had to lay it down. So in order to see things, I have to, you know, be an old man. I love it. I love it. I I love that people are gonna be like, did he say porn laptop? <laughs> you you'd have to join our pre-production text right, chat. Exactly. Which, if you do the highest tier on our Patreon, the thousand dollars a month. You can take part in our pre-production. <laughs> it's the highest. Is it a thousand dollars a month? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you get I'm to be that. part of the pre-production crew. Look, some of the some better shit happens in that pre-production text that does on air. Oh, and, I agree one hundred percent. Like that, that could actually be its own show. Like I've been transcribing it, and I'm trying to pay somebody to animate it because. <laughs> It could be like with voiceover and everything because it, it, it's its own show. Oh, and dude, it is good stuff. I, I, I can't lie. Every now and then, whenever like the exchange goes like two, three, you know, or, or everybody comes, I'm like, save it for the air because mm-hmm. it's like you're blowing the good load right there. There it is. Um, there it is. But Fish Kill. Fish Kill is. So you said it was part of what? It's part of a. Humble bundle deal that is supposed to be a mo. Here comes the money. Here we go. Mo money, money. mo money, mo money, mo money. money, money, money. <laughs> dollar, dollar. dollar, dollar. He set, he set you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't record that mo deal in time, and it's actually, I, I believe, it runs out today. Uh, right now the uh, you got sixteen hours to do this. <laughs> so let me see wow. if I uh, I'm gonna send a link here to you guys so you guys can post it in our comments. Okay. And uh, let's see, page. <laughs> Moses. <laughs> You can't keep making that face. Why? <laughs> oh, jeez, man. I feel like you just need like the little glasses, like <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like you need the, the little glasses, and that just completes the whole thing. There it is. Oh, there. there. <laughs> It's so funny with the nose ring too. It's like, like with without the nose ring, somebody might be like, "Oh, I guess like that guy's looking for something." But with the nose ring, it's like, dude, there's no way that that guy makes that face on a regular basis. There's no way. I'm at Joe. If you could actually pull the screen up that I'm sharing right now. Um, oh, too funny, that, man! This is the actual page. It's humble <laughs> bundle. Humble bundle doesn't do the best job of making shit easy to find, but you'll be supporting the Hero Initiative, which is a cause that's near and dear to my heart. 
um, because it it pays people that work in comics that can't get help health insurance. Like I was passionate about Hero Initiative before. Um, yeah. You can actually search Fantastic Forum Hero Initiative on on YouTube, and you'll find videos of us interviewing the head, the then head of Hero Initiative from the beginning at one of my first shows because. Yeah, you know, and then now that I'm self-employed and I have to figure out how to do my health insurance and shit, like, it, it's even more <laughs> important to me. And, and I went, without even doing the Mo deal, I went and bought everything. But yeah, you could pay $1 here and you could unlock the Brooklyn Gladiator Fish Kill Heavy Metal 276 Sun Eater by Dylan Sprouse, which is a, a name you've heard in comics here on Fantastic Forum. We, we reviewed his work. And then Tarna number one, by Stephanie Phillips and Patrick Searcher. Tarna is, I believe, the character from the original heavy metal movie. And they gave her a new series. They revived her series and, and explored her story more. Uh, so you'll get that for a dollar. If you go down the line here, you'll get, you pay $10 or more, you can unlock all those books, plus Heavy Metal 261, What's It Book 1, Brooklyn Gladiator 2 and 3, Chasing the Dragon, uh, Cold Dead War, by George C. Romero, uh, Never Never, t the rest of the Tarna books. And you go further down the line, you get all that, plus EVA number one, heavy a bunch of heavy metal uh, comics, like magazines, including Grant Morrison takes over. He does all the stories in that issue. And I, I've been actually wow. trying to take down that issue. That's one of the ones that made me want to get it and then the heavy metal 286 which is the stories of magic which is another grant morrison heavy uh heavy metal now if you've read you know doom patrol or watched doom patrol or um you know uh, liked grant morrison doing green lantern when we reviewed it or whatever that's all fine and dandy but when he you get him unleashed on heavy metal it's going to be a bunch of crazy shit like these two books alone are worth this tier price of 18 dollars and then at 25, you get that on top of a bunch of other heavy metal issues, including what I believe is the there's a music issue, which has stories based on um, bands. Uh, it's, that's actually in an $18 tier right here. This is one right here. And it's it basically has Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, Rob Zombie, Nine Inch Nails. I was actually hunting down for an issue that has the band Behemoth in it. And I don't think this one is, but I'm still looking. Maybe a humble bundle will bring that, but either way, you'll be doing it for a good cause, and we'll be reviewing one of the books that we got here that is done by one of um, a dude that's like I want to say one of my favorites, because uh, I just love this guy Dan Fogler. He wrote Fish Kill, uh -huh. wrote another book in there called Moon Lake, um, Brooklyn Brawler, um, and I, I, there might be another one in there, but there's a couple books that are published by um heavy metal that are dan fogler verse <laughs> like they're all connected and uh the, the brooklyn gladiator deals with some of the events that happen in fish kill here oh, in wow. that environment this this police martial law state of new york mm -hmm. um it continues over in brooklyn brawler i believe now i i, I knew that was the tease when they, they told you that that dan fogler is coming to heavy metal allegedly um, they, they said that he was working on a universe, but I didn't realize how extensive. But right when I opened the first page, and I do this as a uh, just a gesture because really, like, you get this shit on PDF. You can share it with your friends if you want. <laughs> but I really just did this 
number and, and I could see the page and it was really um I saw those guards, the same guards, you know, it was a different artist, but the, the guard design was just so striking in when Ben Templesmith did it in Fishkill and I saw mm -hmm. him I'm like, this has got to be in the same universe. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't get to actually read it, but that's my supposition uh, based on <laughs> I'm looking at the art of the first page. But Fishkill is the story of a, I want to say disgraced <laughs> New York City detective uh, that gets suspended and brought down because he has anger issues and he used a, a little too much um, abuse of power <laughs> in apprehending a guilty person that he knew kind of was going to get off based on the way the system works and his mm -hmm. his warped sense of justice because it is a warped sense of justice it's not mm -hmm. you know it's not a healthy sense of justice mm -hmm. uh, it goes into you know his background this dude bark fish kill and, and uh now he's he's uh relegated if i can use this term here uh to work a, a bridge <laughs> just this one iconic new york bridge that mm -hmm. He doesn't feel particularly good of protecting. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then a terrorist attack happens and forces New York to go into a state of martial law. Uh, he gets blamed for it because of his past and his disgruntled or perceived disgruntledness. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people rally behind him as like a somebody that is a revolutionary or, or, or uh, an icon that they can they can stand behind for progress and change in the way things are done and other people see him as a villain and uh, yeah this story is now saying this it's not as straightforward <laughs> when you read it it's very kind of almost psychedelic and introspective and and when i first read it i was like this is a little too trippy like it's almost like they rely on that trippiness to not give you a full free uh form flowing type of story right it's like if you're a, a writer that's not confident in your writing skills you can rely on this however if you're a good writer you can do this and stretch it out and keep people wanting to come back for more <laughs> yeah which is kind of what happens here but i would my mind was kind of in between when i actually read it mm -hmm. and I watched a movie today that kind of did the same thing and it felt like it's like, yeah, this feels like that. Then this was done in a way that I would, I wouldn't want to say masterfully because it was really just ripping off Hitchcock. But it's like, <laughs> if, if, if this book was like a Hitchcock movie, we'd be like watching, you know, learning about it in, in film class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it, that watching that movie elevated this book for me, that experience, and uh, I, I liked it more. I went back and, and read it again just just to refresh. But, but real yeah. quick, Mo, what what movie was that? It was called The Woman in the Window. Oh, gotcha. It's a gotcha. team up between Lois Lane, uh, Falcon, uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah, <laughs> they all team yeah. up to fight like psychosis got it got yeah. it jay you read fish kill uh what what was your like just just give me your abbreviated take as far as like impression wise on on the fish kill comic um you know i wasn't really feeling it uh the art style they got us really stylized art that 
sometimes work and sometimes doesn't. Um, the colors are great. Like when they use the oranges and reds, like all of those panels look really good. Uh, the character, standard. The story, <laughs> pretty standard too. Um, yeah. There it is. Look, that, that look, Jay, I, I'll wait for him to just at the end be like, long story short, not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it to happen, but it didn't happen. That's okay. It's okay. If it wasn't um, for colors. If it, if it wasn't for colors, not impressed. Got it. So the colorist MVP. <laughs> so I will say, um, reading Fish Kill, I found it really interesting, but at the same time, it wasn't good. <laughs> which, which, which is you know. Like, might be a strange statement, but it's just one of those things where, especially, like, I feel like the first issue was actually pretty well done. And it it um, definitely gives you enough to, like, introduce you to this character. You know, I mean, Tem Temple Smith's art is, is definitely stylized, like Jay said, but personally, I, I enjoy it. I think, like... I, I it, it's it's not for everyone, but for me, I like it a lot, and I like what Temple Smith does with with characters. Um, but you know, the story I feel like if you're talking strictly issue one, which you know I I, I read more than the first issue, but if you're talking strictly issue one, I think it's like actually a really interesting and good book. And unfortunately, I feel like it doesn't deliver after that. And so, you know, because I, I, because I was compelled to keep reading, I was a little disappointed by like how the story kind of ends up panning out. Just because it feels like it promises a lot more in the first issue than what you end up getting. But at the same time, it's not like I can't like. It like it's funny because when Mo, when you mentioned, I was watching the movie and I was like, "Is he? Is was? Is there a fish kill movie? This feels like a book that someone could make a movie of, mm -hmm. and the movie might actually be better than the book, right? Because the concepts are great and the characters are interesting. It's honestly just a matter of how it chooses to move through the plot." that is actually kind of the problem. And and like even with what you were saying, Mo, where you're kind of talking about like how it kind of has like a bit of a psychedelic kind of thing going on. And it's like, yeah, I would agree with that 100%. And it's 100, like it's, it's very interesting. Like I, I like full disclosure, there's four issues that are out at this point, which comprises book one. I read all four of them. So take that as a, you know, in, into account when I'm saying the things that I'm saying, because it's not like I didn't read the books. I, I wanted to keep reading despite the things that I'm, the other things that I was trying to say. But it's it's interesting because like, uh, you know, it's, it's Fogel 
And you know, as like Fogler. as a, I'm sorry, Fogler. I apologize, Fogler. But it's it's it's, it's Dan Fogler, right? Yeah. Okay. Like his acting work, I'm a big fan of, and I feel like the dude is very underrated. You're not a fan of him. How am I not a fan of him? You never watched the typo negative music video? Why why do I have to watch a music video to be a fan of his? Like, That's where why, I discovered him. And I'm like, why why is Balls of Fury not enough? <laughs> Balls of Fury is amazing. Okay. The, the way he does and this is the thing, he's like <laughs> right, I'm, I'm just saying, like Balls of if, if I watch Balls like, of Fury and connect him with that, God, that's a fan. Yeah, no, nah, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he is. You know hey. the thing I talk about, right, Larry? <laughs> yeah, he's like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> it's good stuff. And I'm just saying, like, you know, he's been like he's a dude that a lot of people probably dismiss, and he's in a lot of movies. You know that before and, any movies, he won like three Tony Awards for his stage work. Really? No, I did and not first, know that. And the first acting thing. He ever did was that typo negative video. Really? I believe so. Yeah. Why? Why did you like, dude? Like, like, did you grow up with him or something? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> when that's first of all, that's that typo negative song is so unstereotypically typo negative, and it's a really good song. It's like their pop song, mm-hmm. and it's like it's by no means a pop song, but it's their pop song. Like a typo okay. pop song, it'd be that, and. Okay. The video was just so good, and the guy in it, like he made the video. And nice. <laughs> like, I'm about to go check it out right after the show. Who is this guy? Like, where, where else is? Because he, he, he didn't say a word. He just, he just acted. And mm-hmm. phys- like he was a physical comedian actor. Yeah. And why is does he do stand up? And I started right. researching, and he's like, oh, he, he did one TV spot somewhere, and he had a couple like awards for stage work, like Shakespearean type type shit. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and 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 dude, and then from then I've just been watching his star rise. And when, there's a comic called Moon Lake that he does on here, and he did this on Arkea. I want to say like ten years ago, and it, mm-hmm. it was gone because Arkea. You know how that went. Yeah. And, and that's I couldn't find it, and it's here in this humble bundle deal. So this is this is wow. Moon Lake was the book that I wanted to get because I was already a big fan of his. And I saw yeah. my con and I'm like in the air, but I was going up to your room at the height and I see him in the in the in, in the elevator and I'm like, dude, what are you doing here at Comic Con? He's like, Well, I like comics and I am actually promoting a comic, Moon Lake. I'm like, oh, I gotta stop by and get it. I never did. And then uh, oh. and then the <laughs> Comic Cons are blur a lot. You're yeah. right. Hey, I'm not mad at you, brother. So, <laughs> And, and you know, and here we are. So now that's look. I, I didn't want to derail everything, but this just no, like, no, you're not doing all context. This humble bundle deal as part of the Mo deal was one of the best things. Was getting Dan Fogler's work <laughs> in in, uh, in in the digital format. And and listening to you talk about the fact that uh, oh man, Brooklyn, what's the what is it? Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler, Brooklyn Brawler, Brooklyn Gladiator. Brooklyn Gladiator. Thank you. Like when you're like, oh, Brooklyn Gladiator takes place in the same world that Fishkill does. I'm like, I want to read that. Yeah. And and that's the thing where it's like, 
understand, like, the criticism I have isn't, like, a criticism where, like, hey, don't waste your time. Yeah. It's not what I'm trying to say. And I don't I don't know, like, uh, in the same way that I didn't know that that Fogler apparently was a stage actor, which makes a lot of sense because he's he's great as an actor. Like, and like I said, not given nearly enough credit for all the stuff that, that he does. Like he's, he's, you can tell, like they always say comedy is the easy stuff. I mean, it's the, it's the hard stuff. It's like drama. You can, if you can do comedy, you can do drama. And it's like, okay. Like I believe like he has a lot of potential that people probably aren't realizing because he's, he did comedy first, Yeah, but it's like there's a lot of great ideas and characters to be mined from Fishkill. And like I said, I, I felt compelled to keep reading the book. And I did. And I like I didn't come away from it feeling like I wasted my time or anything like that. It was just the the promise from issue one does didn't feel fully realized. However, I don't I don't know if Brooklyn Brawler, I'm sorry, Brooklyn Gladiator. Brooklyn Gladiator was before or after Fishkill. But either way, it's kind of like I, I I know he had a, a, a co-writer mm-hmm. on Fishkill. And yeah. I didn't get the opportunity to kind of figure out who that person was, like to do any like pre-production or any research, because I was interested, but I didn't I didn't have I didn't have the time. And I like I kind of feel like I, I'm I, there was a part of me that was assuming because he was an actor that the co-writer was there to like kind of like help him. Yeah. But I could be wrong about that, but I feel like the co-writer didn't do like the co-writer slash editor didn't do the job that they were supposed to do because I feel like there's a little bit like there like once you get past issue one, there's like a little bit of like, well, why is this like panning out the way that it is and even though the actual events of the comic itself are interesting and definitely like you know are enough it's like it kind of felt like it needed a guiding hand to kind of be like to to make it a cohesive story so that you could just go through it and be like oh this is great and that's where i was gonna say when you talk about like it's not good it's um it's not that it's bad it's just Mm -hmm. executed it, it could be executed better. And I think part of it, because it is an independent book, you know, Heavy Metal, Heavy when it came out, Heavy Metal had gone through a transition, like Kevin Eastman sold his share in it, and somebody mm-hmm. took it over, and they're trying to do all these things to really, like, you know, they created the virus comic line in Pandemic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they got... I, I, you couldn't subscribe to them, <laughs> so I... Because I was trying to get it you know, I like reading heavy metal magazine. I'm like, you know what? I'm in a position to have a mail up to my house. You know, I'm right. Dying. You know, and you couldn't do that. And uh, mm. I, it's changing. Like, it, it almost looked like they were going under. And mm-hmm. I think, um, it, you know, from a different editor, like if these these three books that I read, and I, I assume the four that Joe read, I don't know how far you read, Larry, but mm-hmm. I think if we take all those, put them in one thing, kind of reshuffle them, and then make four issues again, we could have a better flow mm-hmm. with existing story, not even taking things out. Like I feel like mm-hmm. some things in issue two would have been better 
at like the first third of the first issue. You know what I mean? Mm, I can see that. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you're right. Like it, it literally is just about like reshuffling some things. And don't get me wrong, there's some holes. Like there's some places. Yeah. Like at this point, I still don't understand why they are accusing Fishkill right. of the of of the the attack. I, right. I I read four issues. Yeah. Which is all the issues that are available to this yeah. point. And I'm just like, I get that they're blaming him, but but why? Like, what did what what's the evidence that like connects him? Like I like is someone setting him up? Like which that's easy for me to believe in the world they set up. Like I don't need there. Say again? I thought it was just because he was there. They but they thought they thought he died in the explosion, right? And there was a ton of people there. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of people there that died. So, like, what is it about him specifically that's like, well, he killed everybody? He he's like he he don't like him. Yeah, but yeah, but but that's not enough, right? Like, if I'm like, oh man, you know what? Fish kills a bastard, so he probably blew. He's probably the one that blew up the bridge. I mean, that's all right thing. Yeah, but but yeah, you, but you understand how like that's not enough evidence to. Be like, yeah, it was him for everybody to be like, man, for that kill. Not in court, but in the court of public opinion, that's kind of enough. I thought. No, it's no, it's not, dude. Like, like, right. like right now, like who who is so reviled right now in reality that you would just be like, if they got blown up in an explosion, you'd be like, they probably were the ones that did it. Like Obama. if they die, if you if you thought they died in an explosion, wait, who is that Obama? Yeah, or Hillary Clinton. Like, <laughs> the, the, type, the type of people that would execute somebody in the court of public opinion would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't think of that one person without at least, like, I'm, it doesn't have to be a lot of evidence. It can be, like, circumstantial evidence. But what I'm saying is, in the course of this comic, they didn't tell us, like, what it is that made it so that news people would report that this guy is the guy that blew up the bridge. And it's kind of like, that's a mistake that somebody should have caught. Like, or at least I don't remember it. Like I read them, but I don't remember it. And I don't know if maybe you all do. I get it. Like they, like, I don't know. Chief... For police is like, well, I don't like that guy. Well, the, the thing is, uh, the, <laughs> You also show the chief of police. He's like, okay, it was Fishkill. Like, he was there, and he has a problem with authority, and he killed a lot of people. Like, that... He killed a lot of people when? With the bomb. Like, I'm saying, if you're the police chief, and you're telling the news that he's... Uh, he's he hates authority, and you basically paint this picture of the homegrown terrorist, and he kind of fits. Like I, I don't like someone. He's easy to set up. I don't think in what we saw. I, I get what you're saying, Joe, because I, I can kind of see that. But in what we saw in the book, they didn't paint the picture well enough, and that's that's not even the the police chief's fault. That's like. 
the the creative team or editor. <laughs> right. you know, like if he would have used more flowery language in the scene where he's talking to the to the news, it would have been different. You know, and the, the whole thing with the senator too, like it, it, that's a whole thing. Like I felt so. One of the detriments of buying this comic digitally is because there's a page in the first issue that goes this wide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get it like this. So you read it, and then you read the next one, and it's like, no, I got to read these both together. Right. And, you know, if you were on a comicsology, I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it just to see, to compare it. But in a comicsology book that you would buy for four bucks or whatever, which is like what one sixth of what you get in this humble bundle deal, thanks to your Mo deal. Um, <laughs> you would get that full page <laughs> as one page, right? Uh, yeah, it's like the third or fourth page in. It's when um, when he's putting out the the reward for finding the daughter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I know what page you're talking about and where they like. It's basically the, the TV, like he's he's talking on the TV, and yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah, you're right, you're right. Like you know, it, it it breaks it up weird. Yeah, and you know, it's weird because as a comic app, it should do better. It should like. Well, the know. the thing is, they gave you the scans they had in their office, not what they give to like a comic. Oh, comic. I got you. I got because you. Like I know. I read. Like, yeah. uh, since I'm behind on heavy metal magazines, I haven't read them in about six years. Oh, wow. The earliest magazine that is in this Humble Bundle deal, thanks to your Mo deal, is, um, is like, what, 261? So I read that, and this was before Kevin Eastman sold off his share, so it still has oh. the piece to, like, I, I'm like, I'm going to print it out, see if I can fill out and send a check and get, you know, three years worth of magazine. But um, that was actually just scanned like it's creased like they put it in your you know your right. scanner like it's not a high res like digital scan that you would get in a PDF you know yeah, yeah. so the art like is blurry and it's not the best art possible but you know I'll I'll let it's the only one that's like that but right. it, it, uh, you know you're getting probably what they gave their printers not their layout yeah cool. What, let me ask you all this question: What what's your take uh, on the main character? And I, I think I, I think uh, well, look, I guess I'll ask you first, Mo. Like the the the, the main character, uh, Bartholomew Fishkill is his yeah. name. So Bart Fishkill, if you want to go there, or just Fishkill, because most people do call him Fishkill. I think um, he's a ex soldier. I don't know if he's like. I don't think they they say whether he's like an army or marines, but he's definitely like an infantry, or or I guess a frontline dude. Mm -hmm. So he was a soldier. He became a um you know became a police officer and got the rank of detective, um, and then got busted down to like the beat level with the bridge like jay had or i guess i don't remember if it was jay or you that mentioned that but um you know th this is the main character here and you know the comic is called fishkill because that's his last name how did you feel about bartholomew fishkill moses um it's a strange character because he's like he's not dumb no but he comes off as 
deficient, <laughs> you know, and uh, part of it may could be mental illness or trauma. Right. Or yeah, or, definitely. It's something that they explore here with the meds and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's where that movie kind of like brought me here. It's like, OK, if this was a movie and it was chopped up like this, then it would pay off, you know, at the hour and 10 minute mark. You know what I mean? Right. Which is like your issue five or six, so I'm waiting mm-hmm. for those. Um, <laughs> which it, it just made me. It, it it actually that watching that movie, which you know it was an okay movie. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I would like a Hitchcockian influenced mm-hmm. movie. Um, but it, you know it elevated like this book by a point for me <laughs> because it's mm-hmm. like okay, this is like that. They're trying to do that in comics, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I can appreciate that effort even though the execution was like that. But the character itself, the character himself is actually, um, I kind of identify with him a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, his, his sense of justice, mm-hmm. his sense in, even though he's trying to work within the system, he doesn't trust it. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. But he's doing what he does because of his beliefs. And, mm-hmm. you know, he gets consequences for it. And, uh, right. So I kind of like that a lot. I like, you know, his his um his innate nature that even though his dad was a piece of shit to him, he could see in him that it's like you you're looking where you need to be looking. So follow mm-hmm. that, you know. And that's something. Uh, look, it's almost verbatim shit that happened to me as a little kid. So <laughs> so for for me, it was like uh, you know, you know, he has. Uh, a different body fat percentage than me, so I didn't identify with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, like I like, oh mm-hmm. man, this feels a little, little familiar to me. Right, right. <laughs> I think the way he goes, because I didn't even get to go to the military, because you know, I had. That's how my problems with authority are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right. so I didn't get to do any of that. But, um, but uh, you know, it, it's you know, he sees the things that other people don't see. And then when he takes it for granted, he gets because he saw the guy that that blew it up, right? Oh, you know you're gonna be spoilers, spoilers. No, no, it's it's in the first page, second page, right? right. He saw him, and he even had his traumatic experience with his dad beating it into his head. Like, pay attention. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to pay attention right here, right now in this panel in this comic. You're supposed to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And they fuck out of here, dad. Like, yeah, I'm my meds. And then it's like the meds were actually numbing his ability to pay attention because his craziness is his fucking superpower. Yeah. Right, right. It's perception. It's numbing his perception. It's narrowing his field of view. And, yeah. uh, and, and you know, I mean, Larry, you know my story with my dad and, and his whole thing and, and yeah, hereditary aspect of it. So it, yeah. it's, it's kind of like it's a little too little, little close, too close to home for me. Right, right. Dan Fogler's been reading my diary. <laughs> Jay, how about you, man? Same question. How how'd you feel about Bartholomew Fishkill? He was okay. Like I he didn't come off as special to me. Okay. Like I and I know I'm not supposed to do this. And I was I, I didn't really do it but I kind of did a little bit but it's like I was reading this and I was like man I wish I was reading Black Sad <laughs> like that has every like 
that has an interesting character, yeah. cool ass noir world. And it's like, this is just a, a druggie, like a PTSD guy. <laughs> and it's <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. But he doesn't, you know, they advertise this as noir, but he's like the noir where. He's like the other end of noir, where it's not like slick or cool or right thing. It's more of a gritty, not gritty, but just a more of a like I don't I don't know what to call it, but he's on the side of noir, where it's just kind of grimy, and it wasn't necessarily doing anything for me. Like, and that's kind of like this whole world, honestly. It's like grimy noir, which is okay. It's just not great, and it's not necessarily what I'm looking for. And I didn't prepare this screenshot, but uh, there's a, a page that uh, perfectly... Uh, sums up like what I'm talking about where he meets the daughter and she's like oh, I gotta take a piss so turn around or don't like I don't care either way and then she just starts pissing and it's like that's this like that's the side of noir this falls on <laughs> I'm into like if I were to even compare this, that thing, is that p- piss in the sewer noir, right? <laughs> I mean, I'll go even further. It's like the heavy metal movie has a noir section with the cab driver and a woman in trouble, and even that just felt kind of cool. But this is just grimy. Like it is, in fact, grimy. And so he is grimy noir. And, yeah, that's how I felt about him. That's fair. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, no, I get it. I get it. I, and, like, you know, I like grimy I like, noir. I like grimy noir. Um, <laughs> I, you know, because I've seen movies like that, too, that they are, like, they're noir, but they're, like, it, it's kind of like not the straightforward because that that's what black sad is it's a straightforward the only thing that makes a difference isn't not even the situations not even the way he actually executes and solves what he needs to solve the conflict the only thing that makes a difference is that he's a cat <laughs> and that's like i mean you could read any like raymond chandler book and, and get that like the grimy makes a difference the was like the neo-noir you know your lost highways bricks like that's the thing that that make it noir no matter what it is you know i will say um the furry aspect is awesome but i think what i love about black sad is the look the look has this really amazing feel to it like the colors on the page uh it's it's 
it's just that whole world. Like, even if there were people, the world that it brings you into, just like looking at it and it's smooth and it's got that yeah. filter on it and it's very slick. Like, yeah. I said, but it was slick. Is, you but, would like that whether it was noir or not. Um, Maybe, but I, the thing is, I like the noir setting. So, right. Yeah, you could take it and make it not noir. Right. I like it when it is noir. Yeah, because that's one of the things that keeps it from being different <laughs> from every other noir thing, you know, the look, the, the design. And, and that's, I mean, look, I like Black Tattoo. I never read any, I didn't even play the video game. I just look it's at a black sad video game. Yeah, it's a, one of those like it's kind of like the Telltale games. Like Got it. Like, yeah, and uh, you know I wanted to, but really I just like looking at it. So I, I just look at art. I I don't even read it. Yeah. No, it's gorgeous but art. It is. It is, and that that I mean I could take that anywhere. Um, but it's ter- like this grimy noir like. It's the, like you said, the other end of the spectrum for it, where it's like, you know, it's not the facade of, you know, you look at a movie like Blue Velvet, the facade of living in the suburbs and then having that griminess in morality in the underbelly, you know, and then seeing the other side of it. If this is just that, under, like, you're in the underbelly. <laughs> yeah. And to me, like, yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. Okay, no, I I get it. Like, even as I was reading it, I'm like, I know Mo loves this. Like, yeah. I, I tell. <laughs> and, Look, love is a strong word, but I I did enjoy it a lot. Like the art really sold that griminess to me because, like you know, you look at a book like Fell, yeah. and you could, you know it's a similar uh, themes similar um content and story and you compare it to this and it makes fell look really clean yeah okay yeah i loved fell yeah i don't think i read that you read it you read it yeah it was a long time ago we did on the second episode of fantastic four well you said the second yeah Really? I didn't even realize it was that long ago. Did I like it? No. <laughs> it, it's it's Warren Ellis and Temple Smith. I, I like both those people. Not enough, Jay. Not, was not, it? As, much, not as much as you love Duke. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't use the orange as much, so the art looked a little like... <laughs> right. It's more blue-green. Yeah, <laughs> he's googling. He, he's googling. <laughs> there is one panel. It's a blue green panel, and it's one of the screens where I'm like, "This doesn't work." From the book, yeah. From from. Uh, well, there you go. See, that's why you didn't like fell. Okay, this is the wrong one. Oh, I'm about to say, like, that's a good panel. I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah, this <laughs> is the one that I like. Like, right. the style works here. 
Because that Temple Smith is cartoony, mm-hmm. but it's just so gritty that the cartooniness yeah. gets lost. And he, especially in this book, you kind of see the cartoony, like the exaggerate. It's almost like it, it. It's like I would compare it to anime in a sense because the the features are exaggerated depending on the mood. You know, mm, I can see that. And like, there's this page which doesn't work for me. Yeah, I, I thought it was girl picture. Right. No, I I was just about to say that, Trey. Like, I felt like. That like it was very strange that they chose to put like a real picture there on that milk carton or or some sort of I don't know what that is I don't know what it is but whatever it is it was yeah. the wrong choice. It, 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 I can I agree with you guys because when you actually see the girl that's in there, right. like the missing girl, look she looks nothing like that picture. Well, so I, 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 oh good. So when you see her, it's like oh that's the missing girl, the with the reward. Like, and, and it's like, no, that's not, that's not her. Like, I, mean, I, 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 I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I believe the picture on that carton is a different girl than the one that that they find in the sewer. Yeah, they mentioned that girls have been going missing. Yeah, and the one and a, the missing girl that we find, she didn't go missing until like around the time of the bombing, so she wouldn't have been on the milk carton yet. All right. Well, look. Yeah. But but the then, girl they, they do picture, show the girl, and she doesn't look like that either, because that's a real picture of a like it looks like home chick from Heroes to me. <laughs> I was like, is that Hayden Pantieri? I was like, that's weird. That's not know. how you say that, huh? That's not how you say that. Oh, I'm sorry. What's how you say her name? Pinatar. Like I, I don't know how to say her name. Did you say Pinotar? Yeah, that's how it is. It's French. It's French? Yeah, it's French. Got it. I'm listen, here's the messed up part. I know yeah. I said her first name right. Yeah, I don't, no, think I'm that, I don't think I'm that off of her last name. You didn't you didn't say it. I said Pantieri. No, no, it's Harden. Harden Pinotar. It's not Pantieri. What is it, Jay? I, exactly. It's like pen. It's peanut oh. tar. I know she doesn't have panty in her name. Like I didn't it, say panty. I said pantieri. Right. It does not. She does not have panty in her name. Like no part of her name is panty. I need Hayden to call in to tell us how to pronounce her name. Pantieri. There's, there's no panty in her name. Oh, we have a caller. Hot and peanut tar. That's how you say it. Um, Yeah, yeah. A longer answer is I know Fortnite has been crossing over with a lot of shit. I don't see why Batman wouldn't be one of them. So right. I kind of just assumed. I um I actually I, I found it out and much to my dismay, I was actually gonna make a blog and put it on its own website, uh, a review of the comic, 
called whogivesashit.com. Nah. <laughs> but, but the domain for whogivesashit.com, because if I actually said, like, oh, you can actually find my review on whogivesashit.com, like, it'd be fun to, like, hit that and you, it takes you to, you know, the video. Uh, it's $14,000 for whogivesashit.com. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> somebody's holding on to that. Like, one day, somebody's going to need it. And I'm not mad at them, because you're right. Like, one day, somebody's going to pay that, them that money. And, and look, they got that site for like they're, they're paying like what two two dollars and thirty six cents a, a a month for it or two two thirty six a year. It, like, it, most likely, it's gonna be me buying it, and he's gonna. Did you find me on dumbshit.com? <laughs> okay, you know what? While we're at it, let me see if dumbshit.com is taken. <laughs> so, um, are we about yeah. to review or to? And score this, yeah, yeah. A good yeah, it's definitely time, definitely time. So, so Jay, why don't you go first, man? What what would you give uh, Fish Kill as a score? Uh, two and a half out of five. I, I like the colors. Got it, got it. Well, only the oranges and reds, like yellows. That's that's Ooh. hilarious. We'll take it. <laughs> Most Magnum, what would you score? Uh, fish kill now. Um, I, I it's gonna be a 3.75. Got it because it, I did enjoy it and I want to read more. I didn't even read as much as Joe did, and he didn't like it, but I want to read more. And uh, this. Fogler universe within heavy metal I'm interested in. Uh, even how it goes in terms of security and you know the forced inoculations, <laughs> like hey, right. it's almost a little bit ahead of its time, almost in the sense. And uh the conspiracy theories and the people clamoring for this weird dark horse candidate or savior type. Mm-hmm. I I, I want to see this played out, so it's definitely I, I I give it a three point seven five out of. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, I I unfortunately I got to give it a three myself, and uh, you know I I wanted to rate it higher, but you know it it's it, it's I can't in good conscience. But I enjoyed it, um, and like what like the the fact that there's other books in this universe. I'm interested and I want to go read those and I'm hoping that the story, like the the narrative is a bit more cohesive than in this one. But this book was like really interesting. It just doesn't come together, unfortunately. And like, I will tell you like a big part of it too was like, uh, and you don't, you know, you don't know this yet, Mo, but the fourth issue basically ends on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. and and it's not a great cliffhanger. Like, I, I agree. It, it just stops, and it's just like, really? Like, this is the end of book one, huh? Like, okay. And it's one of these things. There's like, man, like, like, as a person who enjoys stories and was interested in these characters and these events, just and and was willing to overlook the plot holes. Even it was like, okay, like. I'm I'm trying to 
go on this journey with y'all. And at the end of the day, when we get to the end of what is supposed to be book one, and it's like an unsatisfying conclusion, it's just like, dude, like, what are we doing? Like, come on. So, say again? I don't even know how that kid got there. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of that throughout the book. And that's the thing where it's like, Dan, Dan Fogler, I, I'm not holding him responsible because I'm like, my man probably had a great idea and came up with some great characters and was like, help me write this. And I'm assuming the other person, which, you know, I, again, I didn't get to do the homework. So forgive me if this other person is maybe they're an actor, too. Do you or know maybe writing's not what they do, huh? Do you know their name? Was it L Bloom? L Bloom? Oh yeah. I I don't like. It's not someone I'm familiar with in the world of comics. I'm just you know I just know that generally speaking, when you have somebody that's like, hey, especially when you have like actors or musicians that want to break into comics, often they put a co-writer there to be like, hey, like I'm gonna be the person that helps you like that guides you through the process because I'm the comic book person. And I don't know, like, again, I'm not. I don't think it was a comic book person. I think it was like his childhood friend or something. Maybe. And that could be the. Just handed off. Lawrence. I think this just handed off. Is his first name Lawrence? Yeah. Look, why does he go by L? He's not proud of Lawrence? That's messed up. It says it in the comic. Oh, it says that in the comic? Yeah. Oh, I just, I look, I, everything I saw said L. Bloom. And so maybe I missed it, which is weird because, you know, I, I would think Lawrence would stand out to me, but it didn't. So, you know, either way, I was just like, like, I wanted this, like, I wanted to like this more. Like, everything about it made yeah. me want to like it more. But especially when I got to the end of the, the, first issue and, you know and I was I mean the first issue I'm sorry the end of the the fourth issue and I was like man y'all just left us hanging like that's like, like I'm not saying they had to like do the end game story but you you know like you gotta leave people with a satisfying arc so they can be like oh okay well I get that the story's gonna continue but I felt like it was worth my while reading these four issues. And honestly, the ending of the fourth issue does not make you feel that way. It makes you feel like the story like got cut off in the middle or in the first third or something like that. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause it's like, there's a lot of interesting places it could have gone. And, and it doesn't like, and, and it didn't go to any of them. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like that's that's really strange. Like it's and on like to the point where I was like, well, when when does the next issue come out? And it turned out these fools aren't trying to release volume two until next year. Well, it came out like it just came out. Like issue four, I think, just came out like two months ago. No, but uh, no, I get it. I, I do know that it like I know that the latter two parts came out in 2021. I get it. What I'm saying is they're not trying they they gave me an unsatisfying ending and then 
it doesn't come out. They're not trying to release the next issue until next year. Like what? 2022? Like that's, what are y'all doing? That's the dude that that Lawrence Bloom is. So he's an actor too, huh? Yeah, and he was in Daredevil, and so was, yeah. What, I, what was he in Daredevil? It doesn't matter. Oh. You know, like really, it doesn't matter. Like he should have he he should have quit Daredevil and you know done a good job on Fish Kill. Like it, it actually knowing Wait. that. He, oh, he was like in the Daredevil, like the Marvel series. Yeah, in in okay. Daredevil, uh, the Netflix. Got I, okay. I, I I don't know for whatever the reason. Looking at him, he looked like he was in the Affleck Daredevil. No, no, it was a Netflix one, but okay. it, you know it. it it says about uh, you know, all he here he looks cool and here he looks cool too. And here he's got a leather jacket. Here he's got a big. <laughs> and it's like, all right, all right, look, look. You know what? Maybe, maybe trying to be a movie star isn't your thing. Why don't you make good comics? You know, like it actually made me drop it a point. So two point seven five for fifteen. <laughs> Listen. I, I'm not gonna put all the blame on this guy. If he's an actor too, no, 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 look, he, his friend is the successful one. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. Then they have an editor, so it's the editor's job. Then the editor is the one that's messing up. Right, look, I'm just saying, like, it should be somebody, somebody that knows comics should have been like, so y'all didn't do X, Y, Z, or you may want to think about. Tightening up the ending for issue four, or I mean, I'm just saying, there's all these. Like, I I am not an editor. I'm just a person that loves reading comic books. Yeah, so which is if, you as my editor. Well, look, I appreciate you saying that, but I'm just saying, somebody that's an editor for comic books, whether they liked reading comic books before they started their job or got a knack for it after, at some point should be like. Yeah, you got to do this a little different, and so I'm so I'm just saying I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it on the actors to know how to write comics. Somebody should know along the process, so I don't know. I like somebody messed up, and unfortunately, it's like it makes it so that even though I want to give it more, I have to give it a three just because for the integrity of the the medium. You know, where I'm just like, yeah, like I, I I I like it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like somebody will come along and read this and feel the way I felt, where it's like, there's a lot of good stuff here, but it's not quite there. It's like one of those times where somebody that makes a movie would actually be elevating the source material as opposed to how they feel about everything else, right? Where it's like, oh, uh, you're lucky we made a Batman movie. It's like, no, no. Batman's like actually great. Like, you're lucky I, you get to make a Batman movie. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was Dan Fogler's friend. Yeah, look, I feel like you could be. Uh, I yeah. Like the two of you would jive. Well, actually, we'd be rivals. Funny fact, guys. Like, there's like no group can have two of those. We're like Highlanders. There can only be one. No, oh, damn. <laughs> Listen, I'm not sure. I'm not. Does Dan know he's the fat guy? Well, he's not fat anymore. He's actually. Well, there you go. <laughs> we'll see. <This> is 
All right. We should go to the next thing. What what do y'all want to talk about next? Do you do you want to stick with comics since we already played the comics review? Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't there have, it is. I don't have a theme for uh Bad Batch. <laughs> oh, we don't have the uh oh, I guess those yeah, you're right. It's it's theater. Yeah, yeah. it's movies based on comics. Right, right. Mm. Okay, so yeah. Let's just go ahead and 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 jump into um into uh Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh which, you know, I I I can go ahead and and tell y'all real quick. Uh I, I War of the Bounty Hunters is basically or I should say Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha because that's important. Yeah. Uh, is basically part of the latest Star Wars crossover, uh, comic book crossover event. Uh, it stars, of course, the fan favorite bounty hunter Boba Fett. Uh, it's written by Charles Sewell with art by Steve McNiven and has colors by uh, Laura Martin. And it, it's basically the story of Boba Fett uh, getting Han Solo and actually transporting Han to Jabba the Hutt. So, you know, we all we all know uh we are we all saw in Star Wars uh Empire Strikes Back that you know Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite and Bo- Boba Fett takes him away and we all know that at the beginning of Star Wars Return of the Jedi that Han is in Jabba's palace but how how what happens in between Boba getting Han and Carbonite and him ending up at the palace that's what this story basically entails so or this is part one or well I, I guess it, it technically is I think it's a prelude but <laughs> this is like the first major uh, or the first prelude issue in the war of the bounty hunters. So Jay, why don't you talk to us first and tell us what you thought of this issue? Give, give us a, a 60 second breakdown or 30 second breakdown. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Boba Fett doing this thing. Pretty cool. Um, really good art like they pay attention to the reflections and they use them to like really good effect mm-hmm. um and yeah you kind of just get a really a decent boba fett story mm-hmm. of him like trying to get this bounty trying to protect it shit he's got to do to protect it um fighting <laughs> Yeah, look, just classic Boba Fett. There it is, right? Yeah, no, I, I hear that. I hear that. How about you, Mo? What was what was your uh, thought on War for the Bounty Hunters or War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha? So, you know, I was weary about this uh, Disney Marvel going into like this star wars stuff that's mm-hmm. it's groundwork that's been laid right 
for lack of a better term. And this one kind of goes in and, and you know, it, I don't know if it's been made. Like, I'm not even that, like, Star Wars guy, you know? Right, right. Like, what happened when Han Solo was in Carbonite? And, you know, for me, it's just you know, from point A to point B, warp drive, boom. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I meant um, that's not Warp Tribe. Warp Tribe is Star Trek. Light speed. Light speed, yeah. Uh, there you are, you know. So, <laughs> um, engage. Um, <laughs> <make it slow. laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it definitely, like, I'm like, oh, shit, they gave you something in between that moment and that moment and it's like look Steve McNiven art right I'm like fuck like, <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> how does this not get five stars yeah right yeah because who wrote it like I know somebody good wrote it oh, cool. yeah look yeah yeah you, you don't need you're not even a fan Son of a bitch! I hate you so much. <laughs> no, but yeah, he's good, and and you know that's a given. And then yeah, hey, look, five out of five. <laughs> look, and and I will say that yeah, I mean too. It, 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 oh, what, what were you gonna say, Jam? Sorry, I wanted to interrupt Mo for just a second. Hey, I was. Did you see the director's cut? I did, but I don't think I got the full benefit of, about the of the director's cut. Oh, you didn't? Like, what did you see that I should have seen, even though I had the director's cut in my hand? The line work. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. But I had my own, um, what would you say, executive producer stalker cut? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I follow... I follow McDivin on Instagram. Got you. And I got to see his live videos where he's drawing this. It before, awesome. before the eyeliner you see. Yeah. So I, I knew, you know, three months ago <laughs> how good this thing was gonna be. Dude, I mean yeah, it, it it's like it it is really so that you know, and you know, you could put that up, Jay. Like, and don't worry, people don't need yeah, to see me. Dude, it's like yeah, yeah, but but the the fact of the matter is is that art. Steve McNiven's art is so good, and Look, it's the best his art has ever been. I think, dude, it it's it's definitely like up there as far as his work goes. And that's the thing; like, it's not like Steve McNiven does bad work, right? So I don't, you know, I don't think ever in the history of Fantastic Forum, maybe the history of comics, you ever seen. You know this Steve McNiven. I don't know. He's not. He's not like he used to be. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. Like you say that about a lot of people. And oh, uh, absolutely, people, absolutely. People have off days. You know, and and they or they're less hungry, or they change their art style for expediency. And you know, and listen, I'm not here to knock any of those people to be like, oh, for for any of those reasons, like yeah. We're not talking about Ed McGinnis. Oh, see, I like I, I, I definitely wasn't talking about Ed McGinnis. Maybe you're talking about Ed McGinnis. JRJR. <laughs> all I'm saying is, comics, comics, 
are hard to make. And, you know, the art side is really tough. Like telling, telling stories in a sequential manner is not easy because, you know, it's like you're literally telling stories and pictures. And just to look at what Steve McNiven did in this issue, man, and this is actually Jay showing us stuff from the director's cut so you can see the line work before we get the colors, which, again, that's the other part where I was going to say, like, I, I, at this point, I have to say uh, L Laura Martin is a, definitely an unsung hero in this whole thing, too, because her colors are amazing. And which, as they should be, because she's been a superstar, like, Look, for you. She's so she's so good. I know her maiden name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know that that that's how. Like I remember when she was Lord Lord Depoy or Depois. I don't know how you say it, but I know what it looks like. I can spell it. Depois. 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 No. And and I was just like, man, like her colors are out of this world, man. And it's just like this is like a crack like a, a friggin' all-star team they put together for this book. And I feel like, you know, they did that on purpose because they're like, we want people to buy this and hopefully they'll be in on the rest of the uh, the the event. Which, I'll tell you right now, man, I didn't realize this going in, but in doing uh, pre-production, this event is 34 books. I saw that. That that's what Third, I did see about the director's cut. <laughs> I was like 30, 34 books. I, I can't even tell like I don't I didn't do enough pre-production apparently to be able to tell you across how many different titles. It's at least four or five of them. And but but I will tell you that I do have like like I can I can show you the books if you want to see them. But I'm just like I was kind of blown away by this because I was not expecting this joint. Like, hold on. Like, let me share my screen real quick, and I was I will show you all uh, these books. And I was just like, for real? Like, wow. So look. So May fifth, right here. That's the the book we're talking about right here. Friggin' War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha. And then uh, you had friggin' Star Wars come out with the there was another prelude issue <laughs> then here like today bounty hunters came out which is still another I'm prelude issue. huh i'm already behind oh absolutely my friend you're already behind and i got this one i missed i, I think i got this i got the star wars one too but then on the 26th you have vader and dr afra and these are still prelude issues now then on June 2nd, we get War of the Bounty Hunters number one, Most Wanted. And I'm like, okay. And now we're going into the Bounty Hunters comic, which I didn't even know this comic book existed. This Star Wars comic book existed until yeah. this event, which is the whole point, right? Like, yeah. they want you to buy all these issues, which I think I am going to buy because I'm like, I'm, I'm interested in this event. I read a few of them. And so I was already buying Star Wars. I was already buying Darth Vader. Uh, I, I'm not currently buying Dr. Afra, but I'm going to pick up Dr. Afra for this event because it's, oh, and Dr. Afra, say what? Why'd you stop? You know, to be honest, what made me stop was they, you know, when they changed the creative team, 
when they went to the um the ongoing series mm-hmm. and the, the creative team for the ongoing wasn't as good as the miniseries team. Okay. So I stopped. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't like it was terrible. Like I remember, like we we reviewed number one of this ongoing series on the show. And it was a it was a decent book, but it wasn't as good as the miniseries books. And so for me, I was just like, I like the character, but I don't necessarily need to be reading it. And you know, but the, again, this is what crossovers are for, right? Hopefully, they're like will increase sales by getting people that aren't picking up the books. They'll pick up all the books, and who knows? Maybe they stick around. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Because like I said, I haven't I haven't actually been reading Doctor Afra. And so I'm going to pick it up now. And if the team's good enough, I might keep doing it. And so, but yeah, man, like basically, like as you can see, July 14th, you got War of the Bounty Hunters, you got friggin' uh, uh, Darth Vader, you got friggin' the Bounty Hunters, the Star Wars Bounty Hunters comic book. So all these books are coming. Like, I'm like, I don't know when this, they don't even know when this book's coming out, goddamn. Or the bounty hunters job of the hut, they're like, uh, sometime. <laughs> Look, this just going into August. They don't have covers no more. They know they're in the September. I'm like, they know, they know we're getting a COVID variant around. <laughs> around they mess around. They they the the events going so far to the future, they ran out of covers. They're like, we don't know when they're coming out, we don't know what the cover is, we don't know if that creative team is still gonna be around. You're hey, look, so, comic. Say what? You're gonna buy the Bosch comic. The the Bosch? Yeah. What does that mean? It's pronounced Bosk. Ah, Bosk. I still don't know what we're talking about. Oh, 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 you're talking about like the character. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. You uh, you might be right, for all we know, because I'm sitting here like no. these fools. They showed it like oh. number one. That's in September, I think. God damn! And you're because it's part of this event. Huh? Well, well, well. Here's what I'm gonna say right to you right now. I'm not saying I'm not committing to hanging in there beyond to the TBA portion of this joint. <laughs> like, <laughs> if this joint is still good. By the time we get to the TBAs, then we can talk about it then. <laughs> like, like, I'm not committed. Like, I, you you all know me. Like, I like I buy generally every Marvel event book, whether I find it interesting or not. Like, I I bought War of Realms, and and read it begrudgingly. I was like, War of Realms wasn't worth it to me personally. It was all right. Most most Marvel event books, I usually buy and take it on good faith that I'm going to enjoy it, and that's usually the case. But every so so often, I get a clunker. I like like I, I'm a Star Wars fan as far as movies are concerned, and as far as uh uh like I guess uh extended series are concerned. You know what I'm saying? Like like Bad Batch, I was super excited for. You know, and I like the same thing with like Clone Wars and I watch Rebels like mass media. I'm down for. And then I like the Star Wars comics that I'm reading right now. I really enjoy whether you're talking about Star Wars or Darth Vader. Uh, You know, it's like those are good books. 
But I don't have the kind of affinity for Star Wars where I'm like, oh, I'm definitely in on 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 Bosk <laughs> number one. Like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So what I'll tell you right now, and especially considering like it, here's the other part of it. It's like I don't have like I'm an X-Men fan, so I have no problem with ridiculously long crossover events. However, or I, I guess I won't say long. What I'll say is ridiculously number of comics events that like number like like X Men. The last X Men, uh, the Ten of Swords event went through every X Men book that came out, and so it was. I think it was twenty four books, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, twenty four books is a lot of books. However, I was buying all those books already. And then on top of that, despite it being 24 books, I think Ten of Swords, like over the, it, it all came out over the course of like two months. And that was it. Now, I don't know who's the editor in chief over at the Star Wars line, but when you're talking about starting an event in May and we're talking about how it was coming out in October, I'm like, wait. How long is this? How long is this goddamn war? <laughs> like, damn, is is it the hundred year bounty hunter war? <laughs> like, why? Why are they like? I, like, if I'm a if I'm a fan that maybe is questioning whether I want to do War of the Bounty Hunters, but I'm already buying Star Wars and Darth Vader, I might be like, my my God, like, why are they taking over my books for this long? Like. <laughs> all, all, all this time, like I gotta read War the Bounty Hunters till Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man! Like that's crazy. Look. So I don't know, man. That, that this is hey, look. I'll, what I can tell you right now is it better be good because if it's not good, we got a problem. So I'm vowing now. Uh oh, <laughs> Mo vows. Because I just texted Mike at Atomic Basement. Nice. My pull list is all War of the Bounty Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting every book. We're reviewing Alpha here. I'm sure we'll do Omega. Maybe we'll do something in between. But if you're a subscriber, you might get the whole bunch in your mailbox. Oh, got you. Okay, listen. Because that, that's amazing. Yeah. If, so, if you send like, a like, listener every book from War of the Bounty Hunters, 34 books? Come on, man. Look, the whole series, the whole event, single issues, in yeah. good condition. I don't have anywhere to store them, but I want to be the dude that buys every book on Wednesday. Like, this is like, I feel like I felt during Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Larry, you were there with me. Oh, like, yeah. You'd show, oh. up, you'd show oh. up at the like, let's go to the comic shop. Let's go. Yeah, buy, buy, buy everything, and you know, and look, this is why Mike was beating off already because he knows. Yeah, I'm going for war, but once I'm there, <laughs> right, I'm buy other stuff. I'll buy t-shirts. I'm gonna buy right, know. right. So yeah, war uh, in the door. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, you have to remind Mike in the middle to keep this on your pull list because this yeah. joint's too long. <laughs> at some point look, look i'm not he he'll have the best of intentions he's gonna definitely try to make sure he keeps up with it every every month but or every week but damn like i was like i was shocked i was like 
him this many issues? Like, come I on, was man. looking, I was looking at all the issues and the covers and the art and the talent. Yeah, fine. I didn't see not one white cover. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Now, if Listen. he all, look, if he gets me all of them on my pull list. As a white cover, then listeners ain't getting shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny, man. It's it's really wild just because and here's the thing, like you just going back talking about Civil War, which was was ironically enough also McNiven. Mm-hmm. It's like Mo, like you all know again, like I mentioned, I'm I'm the Marvel guy. Like when Marvel has an event. I buy definitely. I'm gonna buy the event books. I'm gonna buy a lot of crossovers. But Civil War was like they had some ridiculous crossovers where I'm like, I'm not buying that. I don't need. I don't need that. Mo, Mo bottom. And I was like, Mo, are you sure, man? Are you sure? Look, like, I bought. I bought a collegiate textbook because it said Civil War on it. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. So, yeah, it's it's hard. Mo was hardcore with it, and I was like, Mo, dude, I'm telling you, like, you don't need to buy all these joints. I remember Larry and I going into the Heidi Owen, like, Larry, you you got all games ready, right? Like, yeah, we just have to hit record. We have to hit stream, and and we're good. All right, let's go to the comic shop real quick before Ron leaves. (laughs) We drive over. I get everything Civil War, and then I got like a bunch of other shit. So, Mike, Mike's gonna be happy. He might retire. Yeah, there it is. God, God bless him. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. So, okay. So, I mean, the story of this book is basically Boba trying to, uh, like, he has Han and Carbonite. The Carbonite's not working the way that it's supposed to. And basically, it starts degrading. And because it's degrading, he's like, I got to stop. And and get somebody to fix this, or else Han's not gonna make it to Tatooine for Jabba. And in the course of him having to do that, he has to. Uh, damn, does he? Where, where? What planet does he stop on? It's not uh, Dathomir, right? No, it's not Dathomir. No, I can't remember. Dathomir. No, no, it's uh, which planet? Like that's one of the things I'm actually pretty bad at. You're bad at remembering the different. Oh, ones. which planet? Okay, I don't remember which planet it is, but he stops at a planet, and the dude basically is like, you know, hey, I'll do, I, I can fix this, but you got to pay me, and and uh, you know, Boba's like, hey, I ain't got the cash right now, but I promise you, you fix this. As soon as I drop this fool off to Jabba, I'll pay you triple your rate, and he's like, nah. <laughs> he's like nah <laughs> but if you can't pay me in cash or in credits you couldn't handle this for me and basically sends Boba on a, a, a mission to assassinate a, a, a person of interest to this individual and you know I mean that's basically what the book's about him trying to kill this person and it's like I tell you man I was like damn like this is a cool ass well crafted story like just like it it's 
a complete story just in and of itself and still gives you like the ending where you're like, oh, I need to know what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, I, uh, I love that I love that Chuck Shoe, Chuck Soul. Uh <laughs> y'all cool like that now? You call you get to call him Chuck? Yeah, you know. When I talk to him, he's always like, No, no, Charles, man, Charles. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Oh, go ahead. Chuck Soul. It's called white privilege. Um, <laughs> um I, I'm glad that he reads Saga. Because <laughs> this book feels like something that would happen in a Saga book. like, And, you know, and Saga, like it's like the Star Wars that gives you the nitty gritty, you know? Yeah. So a Star Wars book giving you the nitty gritty would feel like a Saga book, but you can't get to Saga without Star Wars, you know what I mean? Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, what about what about you, Jay? How how did you feel about like the actual like we we know you liked the art, but how did you feel about the story? No, I liked it. Like I thought it was good. Like they had a good reason for everything that was happening, and it really did feel like a classic Boba Fett story. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like the story was really good. Yeah, like, it's. And I say that really good. I don't mean like spectacular or mind blowing and like I've never yeah. seen that before. Right. I mean, it's classic. Like it yeah. feels really good. Like a Boba Fett, it feels exactly how a Boba Fett story right. should feel. Like just super solid. Right. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm right there with you and I, and I agree uh 100% like Charles Sewell has a very like a very good uh grasp. speed yeah a grasp of what this character's story uh or what stories involving this character should feel like and what the flow and the pacing of it should be and like even 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 the voice like i just kind of feel like you know i felt very much like i was hearing boba speak when i read this book even and, the, you can see the cadence yeah absolutely <laughs> he's a man of few words and mm -hmm. this is like one of the stories that requires him to express himself and it's mm -hmm. still in a few words it's just a right. few but it's still a few words right and and also too, I will say that um, you know I I really like have to give I I guess I, I guess it's to give both like I guess Marvel and and you know Lucasfilm and slash Disney you know props because say Disney <laughs> well I'm just saying obviously this is the kind of thing where. They're, they're trying to like capitalize on the popularity or the resurgence of popularity in things like the Mandalorian. And of course, you know, they put Boba Fett, uh, you know, in it as well. And it's just like, you know, this is like, this is obviously the, like the reason why Boba Fett's at the center of this event. However, 
none of it feels like forced or feels like a cash grab. Like it's like it's obvious, like that's why they're doing it. They're like, oh, people love Boba Fett and the Mandalorian's super hot right now, and Mandalorians are the it thing. So let's make sure we take advantage of this opportunity. But none of it feels like they're overdoing it. And just the fact that it like you can know it intellectually, like that's what they're doing, but it doesn't feel like that when you read the stories or when you're watching the shows. It's like, man, like good for them. Because I'm just saying it's not it's not hard to like overdo. <laughs> you know, it's like in fact, I feel like there's other people that do less in trying not to make it feel that way and still somehow manage to make it feel that way, you know, <laughs> you know, whereas like it's sad because it's like, I guarantee you, like there's there's not like somebody else that could put out a 34 uh, uh, part story in comics for something and you'd be like. You know what? Like, I mean, 34 by itself would make you just be like, oh, I'm out. Right. But, but I read I, I, I read it. this and I was like, you know, for I'm in for now, at least, which is like that's I feel like that in and of itself is is an achievement. If you think about it, if you divide 34 into like what five books, that's what I don't have my company. <laughs> oh, you want me to divide five into 34? Oh, well, five yeah. into 35 is seven. Like seven, yeah. Oh, that's so six, 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 six point what? two books. All right. Yeah. And that's, that, that's a lot of books, though. That's so that, That's like six movies. No, it's not like six. I mean, well, okay. If you're talking time wise, I guess, because you're, like, you're like a comic's like 20 minutes. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, there's not a lot of things that I like. Even like, for instance, as a, again, as an X-Men fan, like I, I'm used to to big crossovers. Like the biggest crossover I can think of off the top of my head for X-Men books is probably Executioner's Song. Executioner's Song was still like, and you know, that's way back in the day. I'm sure somebody's watching this show. Like, what is Executioner's Song? <laughs> go go go! Look it up. Like I'm, I'm surprised they haven't re like rehashed it. Look, give it time. I mean, look, or or you know, I like. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But Executioner's song through all the X books went four issues. So for four months, every X book was Executioner's song. And at the time, I'm pretty sure it was. Weeks. Right, it was 12 parts, right, because there was only four X-Books at the time. And so, which was a, but at the time, people were like, damn, this is going to take over all of, like, all the books for four months are going to be Executioner's Song? Because, I mean, when you think about it, it is literally like, I mean, I guess a book came out for the most part every week. But it's like, that was four months, and people were, at that time were like, man, that feels like a lot. Look, like I said, they did Ten of Swords, they did 20... They did 24 issues for that joint. Oh, but they, but they did it over the course of like six books. And it was only it was done in two months. <laughs> I, I go back to like because yeah, you, you know, it's a it's a big event, but X books, because you know, Larry, you didn't read these because you're not an X-Men fan like I am, but 
<laughs> they had there's a time when you had your uncanny, your X Men, and then you had your um, I don't know if it was astonishing. There were like two other superlatives, um, book, and right. and they each had their event going on at the same time. Like you had Emperor Vulcan on one, and then you had the the cable like search for cable in the other. And then you know, and and it was all top tier talent on across all these four books, and it, right. it, went on, it went on. It was four four sagas that that it, they didn't even like interact fully, but you right. could tell they they were connected. Right. And it's like, dude, I gotta read all of these. And it, yeah, like, no, I agree. Like it was all Vertigo people writing X Men books. So I'm like, I'm in, and it happened. Yeah. At in time as civil war <laughs> yeah 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 no i, I agree if with you man the, imagine if i was a cosmic marvel fan because oh, annihilation was going on at the same time dude so good like, such a I good i had all my money I <laughs> mo would have been homeless with a whole bunch of comics <laughs> like a, like you, a little you know shelter made out of books you know you could burn those for heat like they would have all been they would have all been friggin' CGC graded though, so that means yeah. it was sturdy. <laughs> the the shelter was actually worthwhile. <laughs> I could throw them at like people trying to rob me. <laughs> there it is. So are we ready to rate this book? Listen, I like I think we gotta go with Moses first because he already rated it. Yeah, five out of five, man. Like look, look. You can experience this if you subscribe, hit the bell, and like. That's all you need to do to qualify. Because I'm a, I'm gonna buy all these books, and I'm just gonna give them out because I have no place to put them. I have no business buying physical books, but I'm gonna do it anyway, for you, the listener. Herbie, Jay, what would you rate uh, Star Wars: War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha? I would give it a four out of five. Like it's really good, really solid, great art, great story, really great. There it is. Yeah, I, I gotta give it a five out of five too. Like because I mean it's an amazing comic, just in and of itself, as far as just, you know, I mean, it has a top notch writer, top notch uh like penciler, top notch colorist. Um, but more than that, it feels like, like Star Wars. And I think that that's the part of it where it achieves the most, where it's like, if you like Boba Fett and you read this book, you're going to be like, oh, dude, this is like, you know, you're good. There's a part of you that's going to feel like, why wasn't this a TV show or why wasn't this a movie? And, you know, who knows? Like it very well might, when, when we get book of Boba Fett, you might see a scene from this comic brought to life who knows <laughs> you know so we'll see but like honestly and and on top of that there's definitely like some like small easter eggs in the book here and there that is just like you know like dude i mean they give you like a small prequel easter egg you know come on man like if if somebody <laughs> If somebody takes the time to to shout out the prequel fans, like 
you know that that's somebody that's like really like in the lore the way that they're supposed to be. So yeah, it's good stuff. You should check out the book. And, uh, you know, you can decide from there if you're going to try to be in for 34 issues. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool indeed. All right. Uh, we should go ahead and, I guess, talk about Star Wars The Bad Batch. Um. And I know, like like Mo mentioned, or like I don't know, if, I don't remember who mentioned it, but we technically don't have a, a TV theme. So unless you want to sing something, Jay, I guess I'll just go into it. Um, you know, I almost did. I almost was like about to start singing, and then I was like, "Man, Joe, you you're not that gone yet, dude." See, this is what happens when we don't get you on that popcorn early enough. <laughs> right. Get you on that. Get you on that popcorn. You would. You would have been singing. You. Jay almost sung a, a new theme song. Mo. Yeah. Look, he has a whole album that we could have used as theme songs, and somehow he chose not to release it through us. <laughs> Dang, Jay, we're supposed to be a distribution. <laughs> All right, so Star Wars, The Bad Batch. It's uh, the new Disney Plus series. It spins out of the final season of The Clone Wars and was created by Dave Filoni. Uh, the show basically follows Clone Force 99, which is an elite team of clones that uh, are, are considered defective, but that all have desirable mutations. And they're basically making their way through the galaxy uh, right at the point where uh, Order 66 uh, comes through. And that's basically what, what the show is about. And thank God they didn't make us wait long for that. <laughs> oh, for Order 66 to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And, and for those that may not know Order 66 or may not know it by that name... Order 66 is basically the order that Emperor Palpatine gives to the clone troopers that makes it so that they turn on their Jedi generals. So it's basically like the order, the official order of for, that started the Jedi purge. It, so, it, it's also what, what Karl Rove told Dick Cheney to do for the Patriot Act. Dang. He's like, release Order 66. But that's a whole different, that's a whole different show. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, the Bad Batch, uh, Mo. What what did you think of the Bad Batch? Just look, you know, give give me your short take. It, it's a look. You might only get just a tip, just a short take, because uh, <laughs> my godsons are graduating today, so I have to be uh, going soon. But oh, dude, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, got it. <laughs> But but really, this is it. It's like Joe said. It, it, we didn't have to wait for Order sixty six. Like I remember watching it, the, the premiere and being like, "Man, this is gonna be interesting as fuck when we get to Order sixty six. Oh shit! It's, like, everything that I had as a criticism was like, "Man, they're gonna draw this out to get me yeah. to get my subscription." It happened in the first episode. Fucking amazing. Sure. And, and like uh, the first like fifteen minutes. Exactly. And then from there, it was all hilarity ensuing. 
fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but all these characters, and even like you go to like you know like the fifth episode of Clone Wars, you start seeing in these these um these these clones are clones and they're expendable heroes. They're just you know to quote Metallica, disposable heroes essentially for this cause, and then they they have no identity. And, every, and then they start developing it as Clone Wars goes. And look, I didn't know, I'm not a Clone Wars guy like that. I'm like Larry with G.I. Joe. Like, yeah, like that, that, that's how I am with Clone Wars. Like, I love it. I just, I watch that shit on Shuffle because I don't have time to just sit there and watch everything. And, but I know enough to know that these clones, like their individuality, their little nicknames and shit comes into play. Mm-hmm. And then watch it come to fruition with the Bad Batch, like all those that groundwork being laid there. To make mm-hmm. you, the viewer, give a fuck about the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. like, yeah, not not no fine crafted whiskey, no Papio Daniels, nothing could have give you that complexity in fa- flavor and taste <laughs> with the Bad Batch. It's fucking amazing. Five out of five, five mismatched clones out of five. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really that's really all it is like i can't say anything more. it's been an enjoyable experience it's been one of those things like 2021 look I, i'm glad covid wrecked a good chunk of the world because we got invincible <laughs> we got bad bat <laughs> you know, we got this this sardonic take on establishment whether it's you know you're the the the, the insurrectionist or guy just trying to like get out a living right. <laughs> you know you get it you're getting this in this media you don't even know it yet you're gonna know it yeah. when your fucking grandkids go to college right <laughs> shit they're gonna be studying this this anti-establishment but working within the it's it's the perfect storm for creativity right now i thought it was gonna happen with punk rock or metal and you know some of it did but not all. it's happening in fucking star wars and comic book adaptation shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't want to derail you guys, but there's a new trailer for Sweet Tooth, <laughs> which is amazing. Oh. It, throws out, it throws out my YouTube video that appeared somewhere. Like, <laughs> throw, anything, any complaints I had there, uh, they're, they're addressed here in this new trailer. They've wow. Been, but yeah. Wow. That, hey, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Oh, I thought it was great. Like, like I said, Order 66 comes fast. Um, not a huge fan of the child entry point. Right. Because they don't really do anything interesting with it yet. Like, right. I feel they will. Mm-hmm. But so far, it's just kind of super cliche. Yeah, it, it's the part that makes you feel like it's a kid show. Right. Or kids well, are a part of the audience. Right, like the burning people alive kind of reminds me that it's not really for kids. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, they have this clone called Omega, and she's a little girl, and she's like tagging along, and she's fine for the most part. It's just <laughs> yeah. Why you, like... pick, why you pick that picture? <laughs> I mean, come on. All right, I, I could find a better one. No, it's okay. Leave it. Leave it. Look, that's what she looked like. 
not like they put their top tier people to design them, to design that kid. Like, (laughs) it's just it's generic kid design. Like, yeah. And but I do feel Joe. I I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, they actually even tease you, and like, oh, they're gonna get rid of the kid this episode, and then they don't like. So it's like they know what they're doing with this fucking kid, you know? yeah. Yeah, which elevates that aspect of having this kid entry point character. Well, yeah, you know? the way they did it though was cliche. Like I knew what was gonna happen. Like, right. There was like one percent of me that was like, well, maybe they'll break tradition and be original. And no, she she's back. And I mean, she's not useless, which is good. Right. Right. And. What's even better is there's a reason she's not useless. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you put a kid character in and they're useful for for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, they're just useful for some reason. Like, right. yeah, she has a reason why she's useful. Mm-hmm. And that was good. And I don't hate her, which is, yeah. isn't always the case. <laughs> so I can look past it for now. I, I do have faith they're gonna do something interesting with her. And until we get there, uh we're actually getting some really good Star Wars stories. Right. Uh, revisiting I can't remember the deserter's name, but that story was amazing. It's like and I love his attitude, how like He's super cool until it comes to like him getting caught. Like, yeah. Uh, when he's like, uh, when the Bad Batch offers him a ride off planet, and he's like, no, nah, you guys are wanting mitten. Like, I, I can't deal. Right. Like, I have to protect mine. Like, that's right. too much risk. Like, right. His family. Right. That's why Oz isn't here today. <laughs> And the way the actor just emotes that too was like really good. Like you could hear the panic. And this fool plays all those people, right? Like all the people that sound like clone troopers. He plays all. I believe so. That's that's crazy. Because it's like they all feel different, but they all sound the same. (laughs) <laughs> right. And that and that's it's mind blowing. Like it's such good work. But yeah, man, I, I feel like I mean I I obviously Dave Filoni created these characters with the intention of them being spun off. Which again, this is like kind of a, again a credit to Lucasfilm and to Disney because how many times have we seen something where you're like, oh, they're making these characters because they want to try to, you know, give them their own show or something. And from the jump, you're like, well, that's what they're there for. And they're not good enough for that. And you're like, when the show comes, like, I'll watch it, but it's not going to be good. And, you know, it's like, and I will tell you, like, I remember watching the Bad Batch in the Clone Wars season. And I was like, oh, my God, I love these guys already. Like, I need, I need toys. I need, in fact, ironically enough, I two of my figures showed up today. <laughs> Can I still get them or no? I, you could probably find them, but 
Uh, you you could probably find them, but you, you know, had to order me a, a set. You said order you. You want me to order you a set? No, you didn't think ahead like early on. No, I listen. I don't know that you're you were smart enough to like him. You're a bad, you're a bad producer, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Listen, I wasn't like I as far as I knew, you would have been like, oh, juicy cash grab. <laughs> so I yeah. I'm okay with it. Like, but that's that's the whole point. Where it's like, again, intellectually, we all know what they're doing, yeah. but they're doing it so, like that they're doing it so artfully. It works. That it's like, it's yeah. right. It's like no, but it's like I know what you're doing, and I still want it, and it still feels 100 awesome. And then they did the spinoff show, and I'm watching episode one, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm like, it's Kanan. <laughs> I'm like, yay, Kanan, young Kanan. And I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. Like, it's so cool. I, I love it. I like I'm done. Five out of six, six out of five. My, <laughs> my experience was slightly different from the fact oh. that I did not like the Bad Batch episode. Really? What did you like about it? I don't know. Something about them just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But the headband, right? forward. Just the Rambo headband? Mm, I don't think that was it. <laughs> but I, I was still looking forward to this show because um, I, I enjoy the world of the Clone World, Clone Wars. Yeah. Did I say that right? Clone you Wars. Did. I enjoy being in that world. And I assume that the stories uh, would be good even if the characters weren't. Mm -hmm. But I will say, the characters are starting to grow on me. Actually, very quickly, they were started growing on me. Yeah, man. Um, like, I'm trying to figure out what, what happened, what went wrong in that first episode. I don't know. Like, I think it was you, Jay. You know, you must not have... Yeah, man. You're like, you might not have eaten enough popcorn or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It might have been me. Uh, but uh, but hey, that's fair. Like I mean, listen, you 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 like it now, so <laughs> I, I'm sure I was gonna like it. Like yeah, I mean, people like I I got a fair amount of faith in Dave Filoni. Yeah, and I really enjoy Clone Wars. So to be going back to that, right? Like yeah, I, I'm I'm in. Right. Although I right. hear Dave Filoni has also did Resistance, and apparently that's not great. You know, I've I've uh, watched Resistance, and it's definitely not of the same caliber. It's not like it's terrible, but it's just not as good. What the the, the game show thing? No, no the the animated series, uh, more kid friendly one. Yeah. I have no idea. But it but that one was like for that was for network too though. So mm -hmm. you know, it's like it is what it is, right? This is like that's what you get when it's not on a streaming service, I guess. I mean I think the it was the younger slant because even just the first seasons of Clone Wars before they were streaming, that's true. Like pretty raw. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah, this continues it. Like, they do have a scene where 
they're like going after like a squad is going after insurgents and i'm like you guys have to do this right like you guys have to finish the mission and then they do and i'm like yeah that's awesome <laughs> those people are terrible i can't wait till they get theirs yeah that's how you're supposed yeah. to feel it's like, right it's war although i didn't like that one guy that they ended up killing like i was glad he got killed okay and he was an ass like even though he was like a good guy kind of ass he was still yeah 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 so so okay cool i mean look i mean obviously like we talked about like the story we talked about well i guess we didn't talk about the animation in and of itself do, do you all have any thing in particular you want to say about the, the actual animation yeah it's clone wars right like if you saw clone wars you've seen this yeah as far as the animation yeah this, this is a little more refined but because I don't know, maybe because of the subject matter or uh, the the themes they deal with, I feel they pay a special attention to lighting, mm. and that that really like make it's part of why I give it five out of five because the mood like they cannot say anything and you're just looking at them, and that frame of picture just gives you that satisfaction of watching it. Yeah. It, it it's definitely very cinematic and and it, i mean don't get me wrong it's like if you go to like season one of clone wars technically yeah the animation is better in this than season one of clone wars but right. but I like if you're talking say again i like the earlier backgrounds like oh okay painted look oh i gotta go back and look because yeah, yeah. But, like, but, like a planet in the background like you could see like the paint strokes Oh, shut up, really? Yeah, like, it's pretty cool. It's wow. almost like they did it in green screen, but <laughs> CGI. So, like, mm. they did everything. They made a green screen, a matte painting of everything. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and here, I, you get that painted look, but it, you can tell it's not. It's kind of like a hybridization, which ultimately is more immersive into the storytelling. It's just what they had to do <laughs> scheduling-wise back then, you know? Right, right. But but basically, I was gonna say like you know if you uh, compare it to clone the final season of Clone Wars, it's it is basically like the cut like the quality of animation that you're getting from the last season of Clone Wars. This is basically the natural continuation of that. So you know if you're yeah if you're if you like the last season of Clone Wars, you're gonna like this just as much if not more. I think. Real so. quick, if I could side rail all of us <laughs> for a quick second. Speaking uh -huh. of last season of Clone Wars, uh -huh. you guys ever like wonder about what would have happened if Ashoka became Dark Maul's student? Oh, dude, I, I do. Like, I, I would totally love to see like that, like, you know, that movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, that would be so amazing. Like he would be a badass Sith. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still on like season two of Clone Wars, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, dude, you, <laughs> you gotta watch it, Mo. It's so like, good. I gotta do a lot of things. Like, I, luckily, I just finished Gilmore Girls all the way, 
So that frees up some time. But... <laughs> but what the fuck's so funny? <laughs> no, it, it it's funny because it's Gilmore Girls and you're watching it. Like, that's the joke. <laughs> oh, it's a freaking joke. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. So... I, I, I know, I have to watch Gilmore Girls, but I haven't watched Charmed yet, so... Oh, I'll get around to it. I just started Dawson's Creek, so... Oh, Dude, and people have been saying that's making a resurgence. Like, oh. yeah, hey, it's like Dawson. Dawson's. I don't know who's a bigger piece of shit, either Dawson or Zach Morris. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I like. I'm not watching Dawson's Creek. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Mo, what what are you rating? Uh, friggin' Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Five faulty uh, neural impulse out of five. Fair, fair. Jay, what are you rating Star Wars The Bad Batch? I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Like, I need to see them actually do stuff with Omega uh, before it gets a five. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys, but I'll wait till Larry um, gives his rating. That way you can just edit it. Five out of five. <laughs> All right. What's the question, Mo? Um, where do you guys think, like, what do you think her clone genetic malfunction is? Like, I think she she might be a little bit of a force user. That's the popular theory. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, yeah. And that's she lame. She hasn't showed any traits like they would have, like at, at her stage. She also didn't get like grown quick and develop fast either. Mm-hmm. She's more on that Boba Fett line, mm-hmm. which means that you know they can go ten seasons before we see anything. <laughs> I forget what they call it, but I think she's like, uh, like Taskmaster or Finesse. Mm. I think that would make sense. Okay. Like you see it, and part of it is like just when you look up to someone, you copy them to do what they do. Yeah. You see her like, uh, you know, modeling her uh, her actions after yeah the lead guy, and you know, picking up a blaster and being able to shoot. Like she's probably seen that tons of times. But even like her going with that moon dragon and like kind of empathizing with it. Yeah. You know, a Jedi. That, that's kind of a Jedi thing, you know? Yeah. Animal. What is it? Animal friendship? Or magnetism or something. You know, like something like that. Yeah. It, look, yeah. I, I mean, both both of those are. I mean, they're they're both good theories. And uh, how, how awesome was that? Like Empire Strikes Back, like homage for that episode too. <laughs> like the go ahead. No, like it, it was like almost shot for shot, like everything. And it's like 
They're like, ah, you know, for 30 seconds, I'm like, ah, they're just, these motherfuckers can't even think of an original shit. They're just making them uh, Empire Strikes Back. And it's like, and I'm enjoying every second of it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know, man. I'm like, I mean, I'm like, I feel like Force Powers, not only is that too easy of an answer, but it, like, how do they mimic or how do they, like, how would they accidentally create a force user through through cloning, you know, and I guess maybe they could know, I guess, about midichlorians, I guess, but I don't feel like when you think the, about this show's like, not gonna do that, right? They're not gonna be like, oh, actually <laughs> midichlorians, right? Like that would be a bad, a bad look, right? So I feel like they're not gonna do that. So, so then if they're not gonna do that, I feel like the photo the photographic like reflexes makes more sense. Well, you think about like them being in line with the clones and, and you know, maybe mm-hmm. extra DNA uh, of midichlorian dense right. people, like, they can kind of, like, fiddle with it. Or, yeah. you know, it's a genetic marker thing, like, just yeah, human genome project, like, just flip the switch, you know? You, hey, you might very well might be right, and a very well might be a thing where you know, it could be like Dave Filoni could be trying to pull like a Dan slot, you know, mm-hmm. let me like fix it. Let me make it cool. Yeah. You know, so that it can be like, it's still what, it, like the idea can still exist, but it's, we will fix it so that it doesn't mess up the larger canon. And, you know, that would be a very brave thing for him to try to do. But I will tell you, man, I feel like the very like concept of midichlorians rubs a lot of Star Wars fans the wrong way. And it's it's you gotta do that joint like picture perfect. I mean once they lose their virginity they'll be all right. So listen, I I'm I'm not sure if vagina's that powerful. <laughs> not not if we were talking about Trekkies it'd be different, but these these are Star Wars fans. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. They're like Mm-mm, what? Like nah <laughs> so yeah we'll see yeah. do we want to do news or do we want to get out of here I, I think we probably should get out of here actually unfortunately but unless there's a, like, is there any major news that any of you feel like we should really just mention right now I mean Otherwise, they should Riddler like design for the new Batman movie it's not I haven't great. seen it like it, it's nothing like he just looks like a gimp. Oh, okay. Yeah, that so, that yeah. feels like it fits the character. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. When, when I think Riddler, I definitely think gimp. It, it was funny. One of the Twitter comments was like, I don't get why people are mad that he doesn't have a cane or a question mark costume. Like, it's a, you know, Batman hasn't been Batman for like more than a few years. It's like, it's like I, I felt compelled to comment, and they called me a troll, and and <laughs> they called me a troll. And like it just doesn't look like Riddler. And listen, like, that's, that's a perfectly like, a perfectly valid criticism to it's me. Like, Bat- Batman has only been Batman for a few years. He looks like fucking Batman. Catwoman right. has been Catwoman for about a year. Looks like fucking Catwoman. You know, James Gordon is, is whatever he is. 
Look, he's black. He still looks like James Gordon. That's true. Riddler don't look like fucking Riddler. Riddler right. looks like he's going to fuck your mother when your dad's asleep, and, you know, they're going to force you to take pictures. So they did, like, the body stocking costume? They gave him, like, not even a body stocking. Like, he, he's got paneled, like, leather mask, like a mankind mask, and it covers like, his mouth. Like I, I, we don't know what the Riddler looks like, then. I mean, we know Paul Diano and not the original Iron Maiden singer, the guy from Little Miss Sunshine. Like, it's him, but I mean, he could be a good Riddler. Like him in a domino mask, wearing all green, no question mark or no pain, would look like Riddler. But you get somebody like that and then cover him up with like duct tape and. A gag? Like, yeah, it's not. That's not the business. Like, it just doesn't look like Riddler. That's that's all the short of it. Like, yeah, I'm not. Look, I'm not gonna be mad because it's DC. DC make puts out shit. Like, they get they they pay people premium, talented ass people to be in it to put out shit. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. But then they the the, the new leak is like concept art. And it actually like shows you it, all the paneling where the duct tape fits the other duct tape. <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks more like hush. That's kind of what it looks like, but it's hush but green and leather. Like a bad hush. Yeah. So I, you know, and it's like I get it. Like everybody loves hush. Just put hush. Does you know, everybody like, love hush? Yeah. Well, they do because they put like they turned um what you call it? They did uh. You know, Mask of the Phantasm had the Phantasm, right? The Telltale Games uh, had the um, a Phantasm-ish type of person, and then they turned the Penguin into Hush. So it was like him, like the Penguin with the like pandemic mask, like, and that's what made him a Penguin. Was that bird mask, <laughs> that, that pandemic Black Plague Doctor type thing? Mm-hmm. And that, that's what made him. But his whole origin was a Hush, and then. You know, we saw like what they did uh the the hush movie and you know people like hush, they like the idea of hush. Just use like that movie, right, but the thing is people want to do hush. Do hush. <laughs> you don't need to make it the Riddler, you don't need to make it the penguin, just do hush. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean. uh says I got news. James Patterson is putting out a The Shadow book. The Look. Shadow? <laughs> what if does I, James Patterson know about The Shadow? If I didn't give a fuck about the guy doing Mage and Grendel doing The Shadow, I'm not going to give a fuck about James Patterson. Is that mm-hmm. it, Mo? Yeah, that's it. But, I mean, that's not the leak picture, but, yeah, that's... That's con- that's like fan like boss logic. Oh, there's yeah. a question mark. Yeah, that that's because that's boss <laughs> logic. Too. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Boss logic's like I fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that's that's essentially what it is, and it's like that's that's. And at this point, it's like you know what, I, I'm preparing myself to like enjoy sweet tooth. Okay. And it's like, all right, look, it looks like that. All right. Let's see what he what he acts like, yeah. Because right, right. he can look at that and still be like the best Riddler ever. 
Right. <laughs> you know? And then it's yeah. like, all right, there, there we go. You know, I'll, I'll save my judgment for when I see it, but it still doesn't look like, like, yeah. In the new Sweet Tooth trailer, you know, like it came out, and the dude that plays a uh, uh, Jeopardy, like he's in it more, and it looks, it, like, he looks cool in it. He still doesn't look like. Like Jeopardy, <laughs> yeah, like how it was like to look, but it's right. okay that it actually they they show acting scenes with him interacting with Sweet Tooth, and it, it looks like it's gonna be okay. Um, there's a scene where Sweet Tooth is running out of a tunnel, which is like it looks like that scene in that issue that really like is one of the greatest moments in comments of all time <laughs> in mm -hmm. comics of all time. And uh, the way they showed it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, I, I, you know, Emily knows, like, once we see something and, and I get emotionally uncomfortable, I start cleaning. Like, she's like, why are you dusting? Why are you dusting? <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, I decided to fold my laundry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that, yeah, that second trailer. Oof. I'm not making a YouTube video of that. I can't edit out my teeth. <laughs> nor, nor should you, friend. Nor yeah. should you. I have to. I'm a man. Okay. Feel what you feel, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for news. <laughs> like, That's, okay. All right. Cool. Well, hey. Uh, oh, Jay. Jay has something. Oh, this is new sweet. <laughs> The end. Bad <laughs> <Yeah>, boogie. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, we don't want to get struck anyway. <laughs> yeah. they, they show a lot of. They show a lot more acting performance. Um, some of the I, I, they probably watched my video where I, I said that they didn't show enough of the grittiness of this post-apocalypse, and they they show you a good amount. It don't look like Jeff Lemire's art, but <laughs> it looks post-apocalyptic. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool indeed. All right. Well, true. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and we'll we'll wrap up for this week. Uh <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what? The, the screen got an angle. I can't see it. Like it, it's got a no glare screen protector, so I have to really like. Do it. Hilarious. <laughs> Jay, give us some final thoughts, buddy. Um, so they basically fixed whatever was going on with the you amphibia know, season finale. Um, Matt Raleigh said it's coming out the way it was meant to come out. Uh, there's going to be a content warning in front of it. It's making people think the scheduling error or the scheduling thing had something to do with censorship and then fighting back against that. And yeah, we'll get that this weekend. Cool. Most Magnum, final thoughts. We got content coming. Like, we're going to wake up to the sweet, soothing feeling of Oz's package. 
tomorrow morning. So if you hit subscribe, like, like that's coming at you tomorrow morning. Um, I'm gonna be handling Oz's Oz's package sometime this weekend. So we're get that. Yeah, um, we got Hereditary. Hereditary, like it's according to one of our commenters, the whole video is a cinematic masterpiece. So guess what? Larry's gonna get scared again, <laughs> and he's coming for a haircut tomorrow. <laughs> so so yeah, look, put put in the comments whatever you want, Larry. To watch next. Other Lily. <laughs> I might just do that. Uh, other Lily, you. Yeah. <laughs> Supposed to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Uh, you know, just let us know what it is that you do want to see. Even if it is me watching scary movies. Uh, but if it's not, hopefully it's like, you know, about comics or like comic book movies or like games and such. But either way, whatever you want to see, talk to us. Let us know. We'll make it happen. Uh, we hope to see you live in the coming weeks. If not, just keep on uh, letting us what you like, what you don't like. We're the Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Until then, be good to yourself and to each other. <laughs>